Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our healthy living coaches, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, as they engage in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovation, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your business and personal navigational skills for ultimate achievement. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our playground of information and edutainment, and hopefully, a lots of fun for you. This is Star Style. Be the star you are, and we are part of an outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and you are coming to. Um, Coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where we will strive to seed and stimulate and support space for some positive, meaningful conversation. Because my belief is that you are the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. And hopefully here at Star Style, Be the Star You Are, we can help you do that. Now, some of you may be wondering why Heather Brittany is not with us. She will be here as a special guest from time to time. Right now, we're working on some new contracts with uh, Screen Actors Guild, and we have to be under a new program. So, unfortunately, she is no longer going to be uh, co-hosting her Health Matters segment. But when we have some special things going on, like next, uh, well, in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about the Screen Actors Guild Awards and the movies and the TV shows that are up. And, of course, She's been on the committees, et cetera, so we will get her back on the show. But New Year, it's a time to evaluate your life actions. You know, we watch what's happening in the media, in our community, in our country. We have to reevaluate and uh, reflect upon our personal beliefs and our actions. I mean, there seems like there's just so much to do, and the best thing to do is to take care of ourselves first so that we can live with and take care of others. So with that, in mind, I want to wish everyone such great success and especially health and true happiness for this entire year. So in today's show, we are going to be talking about being green in 17. I'm going to bring you some of the uh, the greenings of the season, I would say, <laughs> in the garden segment. As a goddess gardener, I'm really into doing everything about the gardener, and I'm working on a new book for this year. 
that will be about um, about gardening. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about that more. We're also going to be talking about depression in children and teens. According to a 2014 study by the National Institute of Mental Health, an estimated 11.4% of children ages 12 to 17 had at least one major depressive episode in a year. So we want to find out how we can identify and treat these kids and keep them away from their suffering and their anxiety. And then finally, this is kind of the time of year where a lot of people are changing jobs, looking for new opportunities, interviewing elsewhere, but we don't want to share too much information before we leave our other jobs. So we'll talk about some safe ways to share your possible new opportunity without losing what you already have. The miracle moment for today is from Aristotle. We become just by performing just actions, temperate by performing temperate actions, brave by performing brave actions. So we have to keep our chins up and be brave and be courageous and, of course, be the star you are. And according uh, as uh, talking about be the star you are, we're starting a brand new year. And be the star you are is a 501c3 charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth at risk. We want to have uh, increased literacy. We bring you positive messages like this radio show and also tools for living. And that's why every one of our segments, we have three usually segments that hopefully are going to give you an opportunity to um, think more and be more positive and bring um, some good actions into your life. Well, Victor Hugo said, winter is in my head, but eternal spring is in my heart. I love that because I try to live that way. I'm a springtime uh, baby for sure. I really, really love, love the warmer weather, although it is really nice listening to the rain. We are having, we're in uh, Northern California, and we're having unbelievable storms right now. The lightning and the thunder last night, absolutely, the lightning was so bright, it lit up the house, and then the thunder hit immediately and shook the whole house, so it must have been like right over my house, and the rain was just pounding down. Um, I have three creeks on my property, and they are rushing and overflowing, so it was sort of... The last few days have been a little bit crazy of trying to clear the debris from the creeks and get the wood out. And for those of you who live in the city, you don't know what that is all about. But um, everybody knows that when the rains come, you have to get ready so that you don't you don't flood. <laughs> so with the festivities of the holidays over, winter has definitely arrived. And where I live, the hills are once again a lush emerald. And that's what we love. And of course, the cattle that graze there love it too. I heard that the Sierras got over four feet of snow yesterday. In one day, that's a lot of snow. And more snow is anticipated. And evidently, this storm here on the West Coast is one of the biggest that's happened, you know, in the last dozen or so years. So 
as we congratulate ourselves on a year well spent, hopefully you were growing some of your own food, even if it was a pot on your patio or on your windowsill. Hopefully you tended to your plants. And now it's time that we just sort of get some rest, give ourselves a bit of respite, put our gardens to bed. And with this cold weather, we are very, very fortunate that lemons, grapefruit, changellos, and other citrus are ripe to help us stay healthy because we definitely need lots and and lots of vitamin C. Uh, So many people I know are really suffering from bad colds and flus. And I did have my flu shot, but I did end up with another cold. So, um, I mean, another is my first one. But it is really great to have uh, all the lemons outside my door which I just go to and I pick lemons and I just make my teas, etc. So hopefully you're doing that too. And just a little tip if you're making tea is when you put lemons or oranges or tangelos or any kind of citrus into your tea, you can use lemon leaves and you can use the peel as well as the juice. All of it is really, really healthy and add a little bit of ginger a little bit of honey, and you're going to be set to go. And you can put your your you know your favorite tea leaves or favorite tea bags, whatever you prefer. Now, for those of you who are in the West, you can still plant bulbs to the end of January for a real late spring blooming. Now, bulbs need well-drained soil, full sun, or partial shade. If you're going to put a few bulbs in a pot, that will work. You will get plants. Um, you will get some flowers by spring, but just put these on a windowsill and. And don't plant anything in soggy soils where the bulbs will rot. And if you're planting outside, instead of lining up your bulbs in a row, scatter them in clusters and you'll have a more natural look. Uh, you know, the what you want to plant if you have deer or squirrels or raccoons or rabbits, and even if you are in um, a city uh, scene, there are a lot of raccoons, obviously rats and um, squirrels that come onto your decks and patios and they will eat bulbs. But you might want to experiment with narcissus cultivars, snowflakes, and snowdrops, which is a galanthus, because these repel the critters with their uh, toxicity. Now, speaking of critters, you may remember that I did a show on keeping unwanted guests from taking refuge in our homes. And, you know, um, I called it Give Me Shelter. (laughs) And from the response I got from that broadcast, it's apparent that this season of green has indeed brought the rodents to our doorsteps in increasing numbers. And it was interesting. I got a lot of emails and I even got an email from the publisher of the newspaper that I work for because I had put a phone number for um, vector control which uh, in it, and they have been inundated with calls. So they said, please don't give out that number anymore. So I won't be giving you out that number. But I did want to bring you some information from Jenny Papka of Native Bird Connections. And uh, she's given me permission to talk about what she wanted our listeners to know And uh, what she said is that what I term as vermin could actually mislead people since rodents, skunks, wasps, and even mosquitoes are necessary in nature. Now, you know, I don't know if any of us really like any of those four things. In fact, the most dangerous creature in the world, the creature that kills the most humans in the world is the little tiny mosquito. So I'm not sure it's really necessary in, in nature. However, 
her information is great. She said they're very annoying in cases, but it's important to be respectful of why they can actually be good. Rodents are like chocolate for almost all young wild animals and are often a lifelong food source for many. The advice that I gave about getting rid of ivy is helpful, yet other animals will also be impacted. For example, barn owls nest in palm trees, especially the dead frond areas just under the green crown. Now, that was something that I was saying. I I love palm trees, and I have uh, what I have, uh, I don't know, six or seven in my property. But you do have to keep the fronds um, the fronds cut. Otherwise, I call them a rat condo. Actually, I, I borrowed that from the Ruth Bancroft Garden Center. The garden, um, the garden advocates there talked about that's where the rats live. But evidently, the, the barn owls live there too. And barn owls are actually the best rodent controllers around. And so we should really applaud their presence. Obviously, we don't want rodents inside our houses or our buildings. Yet annihilation isn't ideal for everyone. The advice that I gave, she replied, is excellent, particularly about we have to, how we have to be responsible for doing things around our houses. Now, uh, skunks are officially considered rabies vectors in many counties and communities. Now, it's not true in all counties, but in many it is. So we have to take caution should be utilized when we see a skunk, even in the daytime, because it doesn't automatically indicate that it's sick. Uh, Skunks are omnivores and will eat many of the other bothersome creatures that we dislike, like snails and slugs and rodents and fruit and yellow jacket larvae. So skunk look for mates in early spring and usually it's a, it's really early they usually start in february otherwise they're solitary animals so for most of the year that you don't really see them but this year is what's called a rebound year as well especially for all rodents since last year was so dry so the rain this year promises more grass food, etc., and rodents are producing large families. So the information and education really increases tolerance and better, more human choices because uh, we don't want rodents in our house. And just keep in mind that it is illegal and, of course, inhumane to trap and to relocate any wildlife. Uh, uh, Jenny doesn't suggest acquiring cats as rodent control because cats are responsible for the deaths of millions of birds daily, which is a contentious subject because I do find that having cats around, they do help with the gophers and the rats. I don't like it when they get the lizards or the birds, but, you know, it's, again, the circle of life. So other ways to eliminate rodents is to install barn owl um, houses. And that will encourage owls to come to your yard. So areas that have heavy great horned owl presence usually will not support a barn owl, though, because the great horns eat the barn owls. I mean, my goodness, when you think about all this, it's like... It's, it is a dog-eat-dog world, even in the animal kingdom. But any owl is good for rodent control. And also, I just wanted to mention, it's not so good to use those six sticky traps because they can entangle other animals, and it really creates great suffering and a very lingering death. 90% of wildlife in the San Francisco Bay Area has rodent sides in their tissues, including coyotes and 
bobcats and foxes, according to Wildcare in Marin, and that means the use of poisons for all applications move through the food chain and should be avoided. So again, if you have a vector control in your area, I'm not going to give out the phone number because uh, they have been inundated, but you might want to get in touch with them. So whether you're in the snow or the rain or just the cold, you know, I hope that you are enjoying this season. And uh, I thank you for letting me be your garden guide. So get ready for a great new year of horticultural joys. Now, here's a few things that you can do in the garden for January. You can bring health inside with power plants of ferns and palms and spider plants and other air cleansing specimens. Tropical house plants absorb indoor toxins and add humidity to the air and they save you dollars on heating. You can buy a a copy of Great Garden Quotes. This is something by my um, co-author on Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. It's a coloring book for adults and gardeners with beautiful garden axioms in it. Allow the organic matter of chopped leaves and lawn clippings to decompose on the soil during the dormant season. You can add a cover crop to keep soil healthy, avoid erosion, and help with fertility. Again, pick your Meyer lemons, use them for juicing, cooking, and baking because this is a rich citrus which will help fend off colds. And you can protect your tender plants from frost by covering them with burlap or cloth. Don't use plastic, though, because that will maximize the freeze. Pruning for dormant fruit trees and shrubs begins this month. Tidy up your yard by cutting back your chrysanthemums to six inches above the ground and remove the dead foliage from the plants. Spray your peach trees with a concoction of fixed copper or lime sulfur after the leaves have all fallen from the trees. That'll control the peach leaf curl. And then you repeat this process again in the end of January and then usually beginning of February for best results. This is the time to plant bare root stock, grapes, berries, artichokes, roses, and several fruit trees. Um, Again, back to pruning, prune back your roses, vines, and berry bushes because that's going to encourage the new growth. Roses should be cut back to about knee height. You can cut bouquets of geranium flowers for indoors and then snip pieces to plant in other areas. And I just want to express my gratitude for all the green that nature is bestowing upon us, even though there's there's so much rain where I am. And in fact, If you've been trying to call the offices or be in touch with me, even by internet or anything, everything has been down for the last three days. So no phones, no internet. It was a good time for me to clean my closets, which is what Heather was uh, advocating before. And we're always saying that the new year is a good time to, you know, clean up and, and get organized. So happy gardening and happy growing, happy, healthy, auspicious new year. For everyone, And if you're having a hard time, just remember, this too shall pass and we shall prevail. When I come back from break, we will be talking about how to identify and treat teens with anxiety and depression. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. This is Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Be right back. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, we're going to bring you uh, a lot of empowerment so that you can identify your possibilities and reach for the stars. But one of the first things that I think is important to talk about are the young people in your life. I work with a lot of young people and teens, and it's very important to identify if they're having any anxiety or depression. It's difficult to see kids suffer needlessly as they too often do when their depressive symptoms go untreated. Now, psychotherapists have practices where they work with many teens and adults who say they first experienced symptoms of depression when they were a child, but unfortunately, they never received any help at that time. So what can you do if um, you think that maybe your, your child or someone you know is having a problem? It's understandable that parents might want to wait to see if symptoms are going to subside. And, you know, because it's so often to say, ah, they're going through a stage, you know, it's just, you know, they're just being kids or, or something like that. That's really very common to say. But, you know, children grow and they change so much that we often need to take a wait-and-see approach, and sometimes that is the best approach. But depression in children isn't always easy to identify, and often the symptoms of anxiety precede what's called an actual depression. So by the time some children are in their teen years, they may have a combination of anxiety and depression. So how are, can you identify it? Let's just give you a few things to look for. Anxiety. Children with an anxiety disorder can fall into three different categories. One is called a separation anxiety, and that's where a child may fear something bad is going to happen to himself or herself or a member of the family. So being apart from the family is really upsetting 
and really cause for anxiety. They may fear that their mom or dad is going to die or that they're going to die. Or if they've had a grandparent or someone close to them die recently, you know, it's very hard to understand. And that causes a lot of anxiety. The second one is called a social phobia. A child may experience extreme discomfort with social aspects of school or after-school activities, and she may refuse to go to school or continuously complain of physical illnesses to avoid going to school. And those kind of uh, phobias, you know, you could say, oh, they have a, they may just say, you know, I have a headache, I have a tummy ache, I really don't feel good, I think I've got the flu, I just don't want to go to school today. So we got to look at that. And of course, Sometimes when that happens, it could also be a sign that there's some bullying going on. So you've got to be very, very diligent in identifying what's happening with your kid. The third cause of anxiety is just a generalized anxiety disorder where a child just worries excessively about anything and everything and especially about the future. Uh, You know, a a psychotherapist that is a friend of mine that works with a lot of kids was uh, talking about a a little, a child, it was a, a little girl who was only eight years old, who was completely terrified that she would not get into the college of her choice. And she wanted to go to the same college that her parents had gone to, which was an Ivy League college. And here, you know, at eight or nine, was completely obsessed with the fact that she would never make it. So that is um, a really a scary anxiety disorder. Now, maybe that child had a tendency to worry and began to fixate on this issue at a very early age. Maybe the parent had mentioned, this is where I want you to go to school. And if that's the case, that's not a good sign from a parent, and a parent probably needs a little bit of help. But if these anxieties are strong and persistent, it's really important to address them with your physician, and then also follow that up if your physician deems it necessary with a mental health professional, because treatment of anxiety at an early age can help ward off any future depression, or at least reduce its severity. And as we know, Depression uh, is really gaining. As I said at the top of the hour, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, in 2014, an estimated 11.4% of children ages 12 to 17 had at least one major depressive episode in the past year. And that's pretty scary. That's, That's a big percentage of children. Here are some symptoms of childhood depression that you can watch out for, and these are uh, recommendations from the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. If your child is crying or sad all the time, if they have this sense of hopelessness, like nothing is going to get better, the world is coming to an end, it's like Chicken Little, everything is hopeless, there's no rainbow after the rain. If they have a decreased interest in activities or inability to enjoy any previous uh, favorite activities that they have had. If they have had any persistent boredom and low energy, like if your child has normally been playful and outgoing and enjoys social interactions and then all of a sudden just isolates himself or herself, that is a sign that depression is setting in. So isolation and poor communication. You, you know, how are you doing today? Okay. Well, what are you up to? Nothing. You know, those small answers, we have to try to elicit a little bit more. Low self-esteem and guilt. This is another biggie. 
if you feel that they feel that they're a bad person or they have nothing to live for or that nobody likes them or they're, they're not beautiful, whatever it is, if they feel guilty, you know, that they spilled the milk or, you know, that they used the last bit of toilet paper or whatever it is, be careful of that. An extreme sensitivity to rejection or failure. You know, if you say something like, you know, your hair looks messy today, you need to comb it, and they go into a fit, that might be a sign that they're depressed and they need some help. Uh, Increased irritability, anger, or hostility. Now, these are big ones, too, is if your child is normally a pretty peaceful, kind, easygoing person, and then all of a sudden, they are irritable all the time, and it's like, leave me alone, you know, don't say that, I don't want to talk right now, whatever that is. Difficulty with relationships. If if your child was able to share before or had fun, you know, going over to Susie or Johnny's house, and now they're not friends anymore, or now they're fighting, or even if they have siblings and you've noticed that the fighting has increased, this is another sign. Frequent complaints of physical illness such as headaches and stomach aches, and that gets back to what I was talking about is anxiety. They don't want to go to school, they feel sick, whatever. That's not normal to have it on a frequent basis. If their grades in school or the performance in school starts to drop, that's um, another indicator. What about concentration? Poor concentration. A major change in eating or sleeping habits if they're either sleeping too long or not sleeping enough or they're eating too much or they're not eating enough. And talk of or efforts to run away from home. You know, despite whatever you say, if they decide they're running away or they're trying to get away and thoughts or expressions of suicide or self-destructive behaviors. Self-destructive behaviors can include substance abuse, eating disorders, cutting, and other methods of self-harm. Now, those are really serious and they tend to start somewhere between 12 and 13 and we Very often as parents want to push them under the rug, and that would be the very wrong thing to do. Really look at it carefully and get your child in for some help. Be careful of bulimia. Be careful of anorexia. If you start seeing that your child is wearing big baggy clothes, but their bodies are wasting away, you know, and they're either not eating or they're throwing their food away or they're giving it to the dog or whatever that is. Uh, Be careful. These are all warning signs that something is happening in their minds. If your child exhibits signs of anxiety or depression over time, it's important to have him or her diagnosed. And then you can work together with your physician and with a therapist or a psychotherapist to determine what the course of treatment should or could be. It's recommended that a child have not only individual therapy, but also family therapy, since the family has a major influence and impact on every child. And although some parents are reluctant to have their child take a pharmacological remedy, the combination of a medication and a therapy has proven to be the most successful treatment for depression. And of course, when you go on a medication, it doesn't have to be for life. It could be just something that's needed to kind of get over the hump. Um, we do have a, an over-medicated society, so we have to be very, very careful about the medications that we give ourselves or that we give our children, even if they're over-the-counter. So definitely do your own homework and uh, talk very seriously with your physician or if you have a therapist with them. And some parents, you know, are reluctant to to leave their um, to have their child 
go on these uh, remedies, and that's really understandable. But at the same time, unless the child is suffering with severe depressive symptoms, there isn't anything wrong with trying only psychotherapy first to see if that can suffice. I always think medications um, or any pharmaceutical is sort of the last, last kind of resort. Now, research has shown that cognitive behavior therapy, which is called CRT, is one of the best types of psychotherapy in treating depression because a a therapist who uses CRP can help the child identify and uh, change their their irrational and self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors and feelings. So if a child with symptoms protests that he or she doesn't want to or doesn't need to see a therapist or a doctor, you know, you are the parent and we have to use your own best judgment and you may have to insist and literally drag them to the doctor. I encourage parents to uh, let their children have a choice on who they see and when you take them Ask them if they uh, like the therapist, you know, if they feel confident, do they feel like they're trustworthy. Um, And that will give the child a sense of empowerment and have them feel a little bit more like, you know, they have a choice and that they are in charge. And just remember that even though it may be somewhat of an ordeal at first to have your child diagnosed and treated you might be saving him or her years of unnecessary suffering. And you don't want your child to get to be um, an adult and realize that what they really needed was treatment when they were children. So be very, very aware of the warning signs, as I've already indicated. You know, if they're feeling sick, if they're feeling isolated, if their moods have changed, if their personalities have changed, if their relationships and friendships have changed, if they're not eating, not sleeping. In other words, if things are not going right and there are there are more fears, maybe they're arguing with you more, it may not just be that they're going through life, you know, as a teenager or As a preteen, it really may be that they need help. So get them the help that they need. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about how to share the information about the new job that you have gotten, uh, kind of etiquette tips to spread the word without making any stumbles. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. You can find out more about Star Style and um, and what the work that I do with young people. Go to CynthiaBryan.com. We'll be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Family and work balance are critical components for happiness and productivity. And more companies are realizing that if their employees enjoy enough time with family and loved ones, that their long 
short-term productivity at work increases. Employers can take steps to make the workplace a more supportive and flexible environment by making it acceptable for people to talk about their families. With so many single parents and a majority of women in the workforce, everyone from the CEO to the janitor is juggling to have a life of balance. Open communication about family commitments and work duties is imperative if we are going to transform and transfuse our culture with family-friendly companies. Your children and your company will be the real winners. So implement a balance in your personal life and your work life for a better bottom line. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information on coaching or consultation, visit CynthiaBryan.com or you can call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out Well, we know me. you have a plan for your life. You've set your goals. You know where you want to go. And there's always going to be detours. And that's hopefully where we'll come in every week here, bringing you authors, experts, books, and just information and current events that can inspire, entertain, and motivate you. I want to help you ignite your power and shoot for the stars. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I am the host of this show, and I thank you for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America uh, channel, Empowerment Channel, and we are brought to you as a literacy and positive message outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information or to make a donation to the charity, please visit bethestarur.org. That's be the star you are dot org you can also just go to b t y s a dot org just the letters you know be the star you are and that will work so we're talking about new jobs in this segment a lot of people are changing jobs moving around 
Some are moving up, you know, some are moving out. (laughs) And as the job market is heating up, you might see more friends trumpeting their new roles on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook. More than one in five workers plan to change jobs this year. And this is from a career builder survey. They found that the job changing environment is up 5% from last year. And social media is just like a megaphone, though. And you just got to be careful about what you say on social media because you don't want to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. So if you're changing jobs, here's how you can stay on message and keep in control. And some of these tips are from the Emily Post Institute and from um, the etiquette expert there, Daniel Post Senning. So I think that's rather interesting that it's from a post. So let's just see what we've got. The first thing is they say, don't tip your hand. And what that means is before you make a move, you need to be discreet. You don't want to, you know, drop clues that are going to make it difficult for you to exit your current job on your own terms. Now, in the past, you probably remember that the, there was always a joke about you would leave your resume in the copy machine and the boss would find it and find that you were trying to search out and then you'd get in trouble and then you might get fired and, you know, who knows what the what would happen. Well, today that... Um, that copy machine is actually social media, and that is where everybody seems to leave things that maybe they shouldn't be leaving too soon. The you know it is extreme probably, um, but avoid a big obvious profile makeover. Instead, use smaller incremental um, tweaks to your. Uh, you know, to your LinkedIn or your Facebook page. I mean, what has happened, I think a lot of people will start uh, reposting things on LinkedIn. Now, there are many firms that say that they monitor their workers' LinkedIn pages and they would view new activity as being disloyal. And if you're disloyal, nobody wants you there at that job. So you've got to be really pretty careful. Also, you want to wait to connect with the prospective colleagues that are going to be in your new position until actually you are at your new position. So that means you got to pace yourself. So if you have an offer for a new job, just wait. I know patience is really hard, but you want to make sure that you have mindfully and respectfully and courteously let your current boss know what's going on, giving them a um, good amount of time, uh, you know, whatever whatever's in your contract, whether it's 30 days or a week, to say that you are leaving, that you've trained whoever is going to take your place so that when you do decide to leave, it's going to be on good terms and also your terms. And that the people that you're leaving behind will have positive things to say about you. You don't want your current employer to find out on a social media page that you are quitting the job. You want to make sure that you're telling him or her in person and that you have, you have made the change, you know, in a responsible, professional manner. Now, once you have... Um, talked to your current boss, you can go ahead and share your departure, but delay mentioning 
anything about your new job or your new role while you're still working on your old company's dime. You want to always stay upbeat and positive. You know, always take the high road, even if you're angry with your current position, even if your exit is not ideal, because you never know who your future employer is going to be. Everyone's always watching. Um, A career builder survey found that 60% of hiring managers and HR professionals check applicant social media, uh, media profiles before hiring them. So again, that gets back to, you know, you don't want to post those drunk pictures of you, you know, at a bachelor or bachelorette party. Uh, you know, I, it might seem like that was fun and and your friends might see it, but we just don't know where all these pictures go. And once something's out on the internet, it is there forever and can probably be retrieved by someone. So the ability to manage and regulate an emotional response is a very valuable thing for many businesses and professionals and other other uh, employers are watching. So, you know, be wary and just pace yourself and then get in sync after you've gone public. Colleagues may have questions about how to proceed in your absence. And I mean, that'll be your current colleagues. So I would make myself available. Always let them know that they can come to you with any questions. Give them information on how they can do the job and what they need to do the job. Because uh, they really, they do want to do the right thing. And you might be the only person that can help them. So be ready perhaps with an email that's going to identify any resources, tips, points of contact. And you might ask your future employer about any planned announcements so that whatever they're, how they're going to announce you to the new firm, you can follow suit and do it in a similar manner. So again, everybody is in sync. And then, Finally, uh, breaking the news, you know, once you've started your new job, you can send out a tweet and update all of your social media profiles with your new company, like the LinkedIn, because I know just about every day I get a LinkedIn, um, a notice from LinkedIn from somebody in my circle who has gotten a new job or has gotten a promotion or whatever, but you do want to wait until you've already started your new job. And Ideally, you want to do it within the first few days, but you can pair that with emails to contacts. You can detail your new role and responsibilities, so you can send out emails to people, but if you're sending a blanket email, just remember, don't put everybody's email in the subject line. Use the BCC because, you know, that might be a big message, but you don't want to have to scroll down through 150 names to get to your new gig. So congratulations if you are starting a better job, but make sure that you use these etiquette tips to spread the word so that you don't have any social media stumbles. My next thing that I was going to talk about is because it's winter, our skin is really dry, and I wanted to give you some tips on how to care for your skin. This is something that Heather Brittany would have done in her Health Matters, but until we figure out all the union uh, necessities, uh, she won't be doing Health Matters. So I am going to take that up and, um, and do it for you. 
so that you will at least have an idea of how to care for your skin. As we've talked about on other shows, your skin is your largest organ, and it protects your body, it regulates your temperature, it enables you to feel different textures and sensations, it keeps the germs out, but unfortunately, your skin may not always get, you know, the the TLC that it deserves, and over time, that can lead to rashes, dryness, breakouts, wrinkles, skin cancer, and more, and especially this time of the year, it, it is really vital that you take care of your skin, just as it is in summer where you're trying to avoid sunburns. This time of the year, you just want to keep yourself really moisturized. So here are your tips. Number one is be gentle. Wash your face with a mild cleanser at least twice a day. I know it's hard when you're at work. You probably wash your face in the morning, but then wash your face at night before you go to bed. Strong soaps and scrubs can make problems like acne worse, so stay away from those. And, you know, I can say that I'm just, I'm really, really adamant about washing my face. Fortunately, I have good skin, but I think part of it is because I've always taken care of it, and I've never, ever gone to bed with makeup on. So I try not to wear makeup during the day unless I have some really special appointments, but no matter what, that's going to get washed off at night. So make sure if you are a a woman or a man, or if you just wear makeup in general, because I know actors, whether you're men or women, we all have to wear makeup when we're on the set, is make sure that you take that makeup off. The next thing is to perform some monthly skin checks. Now, this is important because you have to inspect your skin from head to toe and look for any new or changing spots that could be signs of skin cancer. Uh, See your dermatologist at least once a year for a complete body scan uh, of everything. But in the meantime, if you notice anything that's changing, a mole is changing, something's getting bigger or redder or browner, uh, t- see your doctor because if it would be a melanoma, it could something could go really quickly. And make sure you check your scalp. Uh, you know we can't see things on our scalp, but I have a really good friend who's uh, a male friend who um, was getting his hair cut, and his barber found a spot on his head and said, "Wow, this doesn't look right. You better get it checked." It turned out it was a melanoma. They were able to cut it out. He is alive. But, you know, melanomas are deadly. It's one of the deadliest cancers. So he was very lucky that his barber spotted it and was smart enough to tell him to get it out. The next thing is to keep your hands off of your face. Now, this is hard for everybody, especially if you're a teenager, because if you're a teenager and you have any acne or you get a little pimple, it's so, so I don't know, it's tempting to go and pick or touch or rub or pinch, you know, whatever. But all of that can cause scars and dark marks on your skin. And I know that in my case, any little scars that I have on my face are my own fault. And they are things that I thought I could take care of. But the reality was I really couldn't. Wear sunscreen every day. Now, you have to choose a sunscreen that has an SPF of 15 or higher and protects against both the UVA and the UVB rays. Now, UV rays can damage your skin year-round, even on cloudy and rainy days. And I know I have to say for me, when it's like this, like today, you know, it's raining, it's overcast, it's dark, it doesn't seem like there'd be any sun out. So I tend not to put any uh, sunscreen on. But the best thing that I have found is just to buy a facial cream that has both the SPF, um, UVA, and UV, UVB ray 
block in it and just use that as a moisturizer every day and then you're kind of set and you have to reply reapply this every two hours if you are going swimming or if you're sweating you know any of that so just remember if you're like a runner or you're uh, skiing snow skiing whatever that you do need to reapply it it's not good for all day long moisturize now after a shower or a bath if you gently pat your skin dry with a towel and then you apply a moisturizer the fact that your skin is wet and then you add this moisturizer it it helps seal in the water that your skin absorbs now it's a uh, creams and ointments seem to work better than lotions because uh, lotions might contain some alcohol so they, it's probably better if you can do a cream, but a lotion is better than nothing at all. And we just don't want that water to seep out of your skin very quickly because water is what is moisture, right? Treat any wounds uh, properly. Now, if you cut yourself or get a wound, like with me, I am constantly, constantly getting wounds on my hands and my arms being a gardener just today or, or you know, just bringing wood in the house, you know, to start a fire. Today, I just, I cut my arm when I was pruning a branch. Just make sure that you wash your wounds with a mild soap and water. It's best, um, I actually use, um, what is it called, hyd hydroxide yeah hydroxide I guess it is and then if you apply petroleum jelly you keep the cut or the scrape uh, moist uh, cover it with a bandage and then change the bandage every day or anytime it gets wet or dirty and continue to keep that cut covered until it's totally healed now if you think something is getting sore or if it's getting infected then what that means is it's time for you to um, go see the doctor because you don't want an infection don't use a tanning bed. Never, never, never. This is like one of the most important rules of keeping good skin. Indoor tanning isn't safer than tanning in the sun. In fact, it's worse. It causes skin cancer. And indoor tanning also causes wrinkles, age spots, changes to your skin texture, and serious eye diseases. So do not be tempted by those indoor tanning beds. They're really, really bad for you. Uh, look up information on your own if you if you don't believe what I'm saying, but really be careful there. And then when it comes to skin care products, kind of remember that less is more. So often we get too many products on our skin and that causes irritation. Remember that it can take three to six weeks for any product to work, even though it says, you know, see results in seven days. That's not true. So give the one that you're using time to work before you add another product. And then when it comes to um, baths and showers, don't make them too hot. I'm, I'm bad at this. I love hot, hot, hot water, but it's better to have a lukewarm bath or a lukewarm shower of less than 10 minutes because otherwise that hot water isn't good for your skin. And again, clean your skin with a gentle, fragrance-free cleanser. And my final thing, which I said at the top, is if you have any questions or concerns about your skin, make sure you see a dermatologist. And regardless, see a dermatologist once a year. Yes, it's going to cost you an office visit unless your your plans are you know completely free. But you could be saving your life. And skin cancers are really on the rise. 
So be aware, be safe, and have beautiful skin this year. Well, that's my show for today. I really thank you for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope that you will be tuned here with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. I want to help you change your life, make your dreams come true, and help you learn to be a gardener, whether it is just with indoor plants or a pot or a huge garden, whatever it is, I want, I'm here to help you. Visit my website, CynthiaBryan.com. And you can also book me for a coaching a consultation via Skype or the phone or in person. Make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity by going to bethestarur.org. And just check out all the things that we are doing. You can uh, email and sign up for our newsletter. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you are a star, that you can do and be anything you want in life. I hope that you'll read a book this week, Uh, pick up a copy of any of my books, go to starstyleradio.com and click on the store. Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference seems to be making a lot of difference in people's lives. So pick up a copy of that one and the money benefits the charity. Until next week, when we play again here in our informational playground, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and I encourage you to be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and may the best of this year be the worst of next year. So wishing you a very wonderful, safe, happy new year. Be the star you are, the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.